I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Hey friends, it's Birdie. I just want to warn you all, this episode does have talks of uh, sexual assault, rape, bullying, abuse. Um, So if any of those are triggering, you may want to skip this episode. And I just want you all to be aware that we get into some of those topics during this uh, podcast episode. And I love you all. And thank you all for being here. And I totally respect if you need to shut this off. Hey, it's Birdie from the future, and if you remember from the last episode, I decided to split it up into two new episodes, so this episode is picking up right from being in middle school. I had been making new friends, and despite the pact I had made with myself, oh Birdie, that I would never, ever, ever, no matter what, say anything about spirit stuff, I did. And why I did is... It was just so hard to hide. It was so hard to hide because it was such a part of me like living and breathing and it's just hard when, you know, (laughs) if you're in a situation to where you can see clearly and somebody points at something and is like, what color is that? You naturally want to be like, oh yeah, it's blue. It's like, but when I'm there pretending like, I don't have eyes and I'm like, well, I can't see any colors because I can't see. Like, it's just, it's so fake. And I have a real issue with, you know, (laughs) I wanted to be my authentic self and I knew my authentic self would not be accepted, but I, I still yearned to just be me and to be truthful, and to be honest, and the situation, which you'll hear, I truly, truly, truly thought I could help, and I was a child, and I should not have done this, hindsight's 2020, but this is all about being real, and honest, and sharing my experiences, and this is really what happened, and you know, despite feeling a certain way about it now, um, this is the decision I thought was best to make as an 11-year-old. Now here's where I decide to break my swearing that I would never, ever, 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 ever do anything to talk about mediumship again. I, after that friendship sort of dissolved, I made friends with this new girl and we were pretty close and we were just normal friends and she ended up telling me one day she was just super upset was crying I felt so bad and she told me she was upset because somebody in another class had asked her about her dad and her dad was dead and immediately I felt really weird because I knew I could see spirits. And I also felt really weird because I couldn't even imagine what it would be like having a parent who was not alive. I 
absolutely felt horrible that she was so young and already one of her parents wasn't here. I never knew anybody who died and everybody in my family was still alive. So I felt horrible and a little bit helpless as a friend because I, I had no experience as to what I should do to help uh, what what I should do to help her. And he had been, uh, he had passed away when she was in very early elementary school. So she didn't even get to know him very well. I felt, I felt bad. And our friendship went on and on and on. And I, I constantly questioned myself of, when when should I when should I approach the subject with her? Should I approach the subject with her? Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't know what to do. But one day, <laughs> she told me if it was her birthday, and she told me if there's any wish that she could have, she would wish to be able to see her dad again. And I told her we could do that. Now, again, you have to remember, I was a child. I was in sixth grade. I was 11 years old. So I I was a kid. I, I definitely, in, as mediums, you don't do this. You don't say this. Um, but as a kid, I was like, yep, we're going to bring your dad back right now. <laughs> oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. So she was a little bit confused and I started to explain I don't know why but I see dead people I'm not joking it's real I seen a dude in my bathroom once and he was really a dead guy from across the street and she believed me that was so strange because I had never had anybody believe me so the fact that she was just like okay was incredible. So I told her, now, I've done seances before and I can bring back guinea pigs, but I don't know if I can bring back a person, but we can try. And she was on board. She's like, you know what? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But even if I can see him standing there, I, I would like that. And... So she decided, let's do it. How do we do this? And I, I was like, you got any hair? <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, and of course she's like, what? No. And I was like, all right, do you have like jewelry or anything that belonged to him? A t-shirt, anything. I started going down the list of like potential things that I felt would be good and again I had no rhyme or reason for this I just something for some reason I innately felt like I had knowledge of and she I think brought maybe an old shirt or something but she had to sneak it because it was like super coveted and they didn't like his things being out and anyways she decided to bring it to my house and I told her you also got to bring a photo of him and we're gonna light some candles and do this whole seance. So we get to my house and we go into my bedroom and I make sure my parents are totally not paying attention. 
and we set up and I put the candle there. I get the picture next to it, get his item. And I, again, direct her to sit in a circle and we do the whole seance thing from the last storytelling episode. And when we get done and you're supposed to see the person there, uh, nothing happened. And I instantly felt like the worst friend in the entire world because here I have her come over, we do this crazy ritual and nothing happened. And I was really shocked because it worked every single time with my guinea pigs and it worked when my cousins were there and it had always worked. And I, I told her, you know, huh, maybe it's just an animal thing. And, you know, maybe it's not a people thing. And she was okay with that. She was fine. She's like, no worries. It was fun, whatever. I was like, this is fun. Whoa weird but <laughs> I, I I accepted it I was like all right uh, you know I'm sorry I, I I didn't mean to like get your hopes up and she's like no no it's fine totally totally cool about it wait 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 I'm channeling a message from beyond it's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible hey it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. So we end up leaving the ritual stuff in the middle of my room. And I blew out the candle, but we left everything there. And I went out to the couch and we went out to the couch and we we're going to play video games or watch TV or whatever. And we were sitting there and my room is at the end of this hallway. So the hallway leads into two bedrooms and a bathroom. And my bedroom faced the bathroom. And so out of my bedroom walks a dark shadow and it enters the hallway and I look up at it and I never seen anything like that. Spirits always have super distinct features. I, I can see them just like I can see people. They're just like a little bit more ghosty looking. <laughs> They're like somewhat see-through. Um, but she was looking at this shadow just like I was. 
and I started to panic. I looked at her, and I looked at the shadow, and I looked at her face, and she had a bit of a shock moment, and then she had a bit of a, oh my god, moment, and she started crying, and I asked her, what's going on? What is it? What is going on? And she's like, that's my dad. That looks just like my dad. And it was the silhouette of her dad. Perfectly. Oh, God. I felt awful because I didn't know why he was this black mass. Why he was a shadow, what people would call a shadow person. I, I was really scared. And I, I didn't know why he looked like that. He stood in the hallway and then he walked back into my bedroom and that was it. She, we got up, we ran into my bedroom. He wasn't in there and she was super mad. Just completely angry with me for bringing him back as this shadow. I, I was also panicking because I didn't know why he came back as a shadow. That had never, ever happened before. The spirits with the seances were typically a transparent, sparkly, light-looking entity resembling what they once were, their physical body. They were never these dark shadows. It was strange. I, I didn't get it. And she was super mad at me. She's like, you should have never offered to do this. You, you don't know what you're doing. You're like a witch or something. And she left and we stopped being friends instantly after that. She never wanted to talk to me again, was just super mad. No matter how many times I apologized, she was just super mad at me. And she started spreading around school that I was a crazy weirdo and it slowly started circulating that I could potentially be some sort of a witch. And luckily those rumors did die down somewhat quickly. It's Birdie from the future and I want to talk about why I habitually use the word crazy so much in this podcast. I know it's not the best word to use, but the word was used against me so much. I cannot tell you how many times I've been told, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. This is crazy. Everything's so crazy in such a negative light to where I <laughs> embrace the crazy, I would say, of like, yeah, you know what? This is crazy. I am crazy. So when I'm using this word a lot, I don't want to offend anybody by saying crazy. This is almost like a personal battle where it's like taking back the power of crazy. So I just want to say when I am, you know, calling things crazy, like it's not, I, I don't intend it. I I intend it to be like I I understand I'm not by definition crazy. I understand these experiences are not by definition crazy. Um so yeah, I want to explain that a little bit. And then I also want to say this podcast is very centered on my spiritual life and my life with spirits. Um 
and saying that the witch, me being called a witch, kind of died down rather quickly was not because people got disinterested in calling me a witch or anything like that. It's because people got more interested in bullying me in other ways. Um, I was horribly, horribly, horribly bullied in middle school um, through a variety of things um, that made people talk about me in a much different way than just being like a witch. Um, so I was pretty severely uh, and regularly sexually assaulted in middle school. Um, and I was very much harassed by multiple adult teachers um, who regularly um, would encourage uh, people to talk poorly of me. Um, so just like, I'm not trying to get into like my personal life too much because this is, you know, obviously about spirit stuff. Um, but to sort of paint a background of what also was happening during this time, like I said, my, my math teacher had me, you know, stand up in front of the class and tell everybody I was dumb for, you know, not getting <laughs> good grades in her class. And I had a science teacher who also had me stand up and say that I was a cheater because uh, my best friend and I had had similar responses on our quizzes and our homeworks. And obviously, we were best friends, so we talked similarly and wrote similarly. Um, but of course, she seen my friend as the smart one because she was from a family of doctors and... <laughs> I love you so much, this friend. Um, and, you know, she was very, very smart and amazing. And um, I was, this school was very full of like rich kids. And my family was not rich by any means. I, you know, wore clothes from consignment stores and hand-me-downs and things of that sort. And a lot of people noticed and picked on that, including the teachers. I had a teacher um, tell me that I would never do anything in life because I was on free and reduced lunch. And those kids are statistically uh, dumber and that, I, that I'm just a victim of my circumstance. <laughs> and I also had a teacher um, use me as an example in the front of the classroom as what anorexia looks like um, because at this time, you know, between um, I would say 11 and 14, I weighed about 58 pounds um, to like 80 pounds maybe by closer at 14. I was probably about 80. Um, so I was very, very thin. Um, and it was not an eating disorder. I just didn't always have access to food. Um, and I, um, yeah, I, I had confided in a teacher about uh, the sexual assault going on and she watched it and allowed it to happen. Um, and then I was also, um, at this time, you know, being gay was not okay. I know it's still <laughs> very much a controversial thing. At this time, um, it was very, 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 very horribly seen in this school I was in. And just in case this isn't clear, we do absolutely support the LGBTQIA plus community always. And we very much support people making their own choices on their sexuality and body autonomy.
And there had been rumors going around that I had liked a girl and I was a lesbian. And um, this rumor had reached my family, which obviously they would not be okay if I was a part of the queer community. So I was really scared about this coming out. Um, And we had talked to the administration about me being bullied and uh, I had to like go to the administrator's church and apologize for causing rumors that I could be um, queer. So it was a lot happening at this time. Aside from spirit stuff, it was really difficult. Um, and there's more stuff that, you know, family stuff that I'm not going to get into um, about this podcast, but I did grow up like with adults in my life who were very unstable and were addicts. And um, there was a lot of issues and abuse with them. Um, So when I tell these stories, like, I know it's a lot about the spirit stuff, but like the spirit stuff, I promise you, was like only like 5% of my life. And there's so much more that was happening at this time that really was a little bit overwhelming. Um, So I think, you know, a little bit of context is important. Uh, And I do think this is why I can connect with spirits um, empathetically a lot is because I've faced a lot of, I guess you could call it adversity um, during my life. And um, yeah, it was a really, really dark and horrible time. And I think adding on the spirit stuff on top of all of this other severe bullying and mistreatment that was happening to me over the course of these three years um was really like the tip of the iceberg where I really started hating myself and who I was and really wanting to turn off the mediumship because it was just that one more thing that made me so different than everybody else and I was already so different than anybody else and I had started realizing you know that I was I thought I was bad for like being a victim of abuse like I thought I was you know a slut and that I was like asking for it and that I must have been you know putting myself in these situations to be bullied and then I didn't ever give myself an excuse and I never let myself feel victimized because I was I always told myself well you know other people have it worse and this is not so bad and you shouldn't you don't have the right to complain and you know I don't think that actually counts as rape and I don't think this actually counts as assault and all of those um things of that sort that I had always, like, excused that uh, because I so desperately just wanted to be, like, a normal kid. (laughs) Yeah, so a little bit of backstory. (laughs) Back to the story. But I was horrified. I did not want to be called a witch. Obviously, at this point in time, (laughs) 
I was like, witches aren't real. That's just another thing that I don't need to be associated with. Oh, you poor thing. You have no idea. And I was just, no, 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 no. And I had another really close friend at that time. And she was very religious. Her parents wouldn't even let her read Harry Potter because there was witchcraft in it. And I knew if it got back to her and her parents that people were calling me a witch, I wouldn't be allowed to hang out with her anymore either. So I was super, super scared, super sketched out and tried to act as normal as possible at all times, always. And that that is the story of that. Again, after this seance experience, I yet again got really mad at myself and decided this time for real, no matter what, I'm not bringing up spirits again. And I remember writing this down. I remember swearing it to myself. And this time I meant it. I I was going to make like a little checkbox, a little contract like this was not going to happen again. I screwed up once. I screwed up twice. I'm not going to screw up that third time. So I made sure a no talk of spirits, no talk of ghosts, no more seances, period. And I swear to this day, that was the last time I've ever done a seance. I promised I would never, ever, 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 ever do any of that again because it was so traumatic. It was so horrific. And I felt really bad. I don't know why her dad came as a shadow person. This is something I've theorized about a lot myself and tried to figure out. And I've questioned, you know, are spirits who have no identifiable features like that, are they bad? Are they evil? And not necessarily. So we have to remove the fact that just because they don't have features or just because some of them appear as a white mist versus a gray mist versus a black mist, that doesn't denote their character. There's very many spirits I've met who are clear as day, who have been far scarier than spirits who have been almost shrouded. So we need to remove the fact that that means anything. It doesn't. In this case, I have I have no idea what it meant. There's a lot of theories about shadow people. It could be that this spirit that appeared, uh, the shadow person, wasn't even her dad. It could have just been something that came through some sort of portal we may have opened. Again, it's just based on how something looks. You can't judge it. You can't judge it. And this will go on more and more and more is I slowly learned over the course of my mediumship to not judge anything based off of an appearance because just like people, we can't judge each other based on what we look like. We can't we can't judge or make any assumptions on anything at all. There's so many variables that make a person a person that you just you have to get to know somebody before you can judge them and a lot of these stories from when I was younger I am going to jump to conclusions because I was a child I didn't know anything and of course 
everything to me that I couldn't very easily see or was scary to me in some way or menacing in some way, I immediately regard as it was bad, it was evil, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the man in the mirror, I always thought he was absolutely evil even though he may not be. And at this point, I don't think he was. I think he was just trying to give me a message. But at that point, he was absolutely an evil old man. And the shadow person that appeared, I, again, assumed he was absolutely evil because I couldn't see his face. It, it He had no features. It was just a silhouette, which terrified me. <laughs> and... I just wanted to throw that in there. I know this is a little bit of a theory episode we're slowly turning into, but I don't know why I can theorize all I want, but unfortunately we're so far removed from this happening to me that there's no way I can learn more or really understand why he looked like that. And a lot of people think shadow people are interdimensional travelers, which would mean this could, again, not even be associated with her dad. We could have just assumed because we seen a spirit shortly after holding a seance for her dad that did somewhat resemble her dad. Ultimately, he didn't have features, so we couldn't really say for sure that it even was him. It could have been just somebody else seeing what the heck two young girls holding a seance were up to. So who knows? Who knows? I, I'd love I'd love to hear your theories. But like I said, this was the time when I promised no more spirit stuff. It was without a doubt a secret I would keep into the grave. And you all know something went wrong because I'm talking to you guys about it right now. So we'll find out how long this little uh, contracted pact worked that time. But I, I am priding myself that I haven't done another seance. That That is one thing. But I will, I will see you all in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this podcast so far. And thank you for listening to The Spirit Diaries.